Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. everybody it's august 1st 2021 this is uh sunday night we're recording late mm-hmm. um a lot of things going on uh but we are for the shoe show me the mooney 63 yeah great it sounds good i like that 63 is like hey did you listen to the episode the the 60 the 63rd episode right yeah oh yeah that's where it kicked <laughs> off everyone was like yeah yeah we all like the 63rd episode onward um i remember like when i was a kid like uh the olympics was such a big deal i would watch reruns you mm-hmm. know and i would watch like olympic stuff that was like what we watched yeah um you know what i mean uh we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff relating to the olympics not the yeah. actual performances I actually, but, uh, I actually was in a olympic city olympic host city when they were hosting the Olympics, nineteen ninety six, Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, that's a big yeah. yeah. That was a big deal. In ninety six, was a big deal. Um, uh, you have memories of that? Uh, there are like a lot of stuff to do. Um, you know, it's like when you 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 have like an all star game mm-hmm. in in the city, and you know, or like you know, the one time we had like the Super Bowl, it had all kinds of different stuff you could go different places in the city and do so yeah that you know um you got to see the the big old they, they had a lot of um structural things like they had the olympic torch that's like still down there i think they they made that little park that shoots the waters up and, and stuff like that during the olympics um, uh, that's what that's funny because i i think i remember like in 94 with the world cup I remember that being my memory of like the earliest thing of like, hey, this is like a thing you need to like celebrate. In 96, I was eight or seven or eight. I think I just turned seven or eight. And um, that was a big deal. I remember that was a big deal. And, you know, I I don't remember anything like with like the whole, um, the thing that happened during, you know, the, uh, they made a movie about it. Yeah. Like I I was, I, I always tell people when I first saw the trailer, or found out about the movie. I don't, I'd never recall. I was there, but maybe because I was like six, so maybe it, it happened and it just it didn't resonate with me. But I never, I never knew that there was some kind of like terrorist attack. And imagine that. Imagine, yeah. imagine like Twitter like back then when we were like on our yak back. Our yak back. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of things going on. Um, summer was always a fun time to watch, like you know, reruns and stuff. Um, yeah, but we have a lot of things we're going to talk about today. Oh, I had the uh, whatchamacallit, the toy. Remember, they used to have like mascots, they would yeah, have like the, the Olympic mascot, and I had the one, I had the one, it was like a toy that you like, it, it was like some kind of like creature, but like it was, it was weird. Blue. Yeah, it was blue, and like its tail was like the Olympic rings. I remember that. So, so. you definitely had that because it was like a yeah, thing. Because I only knew that because of like, um, just like random like nostalgia things that other people had. Um, only my memory is like I remember World Cup in '94, and everyone was like, "What?" I was like, you know, like four or five, and everyone was like, "Oh, the World Cup, yeah, everything's a big deal." And I remember like drinking like orange juice from this thing where it's like a character. They had they, they had their own character. Yeah. For the World Cup, but um. Yeah, uh, it was just funny. Well, this Olympics is bringing out like a lot of characters in their own right. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that. You know, uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have, uh, you know, like multiple days to talk about. Um, but you know, like um, we're gonna try to make the most of it because um, you gotta remember that it was supposed to be twenty twenty. It was delayed. Yeah. Also, with um, with me, I'm a big 
Yeah, he's going to puke. Uh, we talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of new things that popped up in uh, in the world of wrestling. Also, with uh, we talk about pro wrestling with uh, Dark Side of the Ring. They have a new show on Vice right now. It's like Dark Side of the 90s. When this came out, the, the hint of it came out uh, earlier in the year. I was like, good. I was like, you know, uh, remember I said like it was like cool for the uh, Dark Side of the Ring guys. Um, I liked what they talked about, but it felt, it, it felt very shallow. But I do want to talk about it, though. So we're going to talk about that. Because it reminds me of uh, growing up in the 90s. All right. A lot happened with uh, NBA draft. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, but, you know, I watched the Knicks portion of it. Um, I, I, you know, everyone gave it like a D and stuff like that. I was like, no, I, like Rhymes and stuff. Like, uh, what was your um, Knicks? Before we talk about the, the whole NBA. What's your NBA, uh, your Nick uh, grade for the um, draft? Um, I mean, I think like Leon Rose, Worldwide West, Scott Perry, who they extended rightly so, um, who's just kind of been cast as like a holdover from the Steve Mills re- regime. Um, I think they've shown that they're very, very competent. And it was so competent that, like, they were the only team that Woj and Shams were not able to, like, spoil the picks beforehand because they were so, like, tight-lipped and, like, mm. tight with what they were doing in the draft. And they did what I expected them to do, which was do a lot of moving and grooving, you know, with the, the draft picks that they had. They had four draft picks. I mean, mm. a lot of people wanted them to move up. The word is that they tried to, um, they weren't able to, so they tried to make, you know, the most out of what they had. So they traded um, Charlotte's, they traded with Charlotte for the 19th pick um, for a future draft pick. And a lot of people were upset because it's protected over the next four years as like a top 18, like over the next 14 and then like top 16 I mean, top 18 over the next four years and then, like, top 16 in, like, the last year. And if it doesn't convey by then, it's two second-round draft picks. But the idea is that whenever a team puts protections like that on their pick, if Charlotte wanted to make, like, another trade, like, say, over this summer, over next summer, over another trade deadline or something like that between the next four years that they have these protections and it hasn't – the pick has not gone to the Knicks – um, they would have to negotiate with the Knicks in order to either like trade them back the pick so you could get another asset or they would have to take the protections off. So it was really like a savvy move by the Knicks. And then with 21, they moved back to 25, picked up, I think, a second round pick. Um, got Quentin Grimes, who looks like, you know, um, he shoots with a lot of range and he's like, been touted as like, you know, a top-notch on-ball defender, which is good because that means, you know, going forward, we're going to keep up this this theme of great team defense that, you know, Thibodeau has these guys playing. And then they traded like the 32nd pick, like 34 and 36, and then they got – um. Miles McBride, who dropped, he was like a top 20 pick um, in a lot of mock drafts. You know, he dropped down to, you know, 34 and they picked him up there. And then 36, they picked up like a draft and stash guy, a guy who's probably not going to be in the NBA till he's like 25, the earliest. So, and then at the end of the draft, they got, um, uh, Jericho, I forgot what his name was, but he's like an athletic ass. Uh, uh, Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims. And we got a uh, yeah. The other guy is the uh, Euro guy. Yeah. Um. Athletic ass center. Um. He like is he he is throwing a lot of dunks where like 
the rim was like below his chin, like he he could get up there. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I don't really see him on a team. You know, I could see him on like the G League team. Yeah, for a little bit, see. and then hopefully, like he comes comes up to the Knicks after a while. But then again, they they have Mitchell Robinson. I thought like he would have ended up in on the G League, but he he he's been on the the roster ever since, and we, uh, it'll be interesting to see him next year because he was out for like a good amount this year. You got to remember that. Um, yeah, we we're going along. Um, 2019, like the Westchester Knicks were a big deal. We were like, you know, G League, uh, G League's a big deal. Yeah. I remember, I was like, I remember, I was like, trying to, I was like, hey, G League, when you go, I was like, it was like a big deal. Um, we know, we'll see what happens with, um, you know, everything, the dynamics changed with uh, the NBA and stuff. Um, we, we, we all know the whole, the bubble last year and everything. But, uh, you know, as you said, um, so pro wrestling, I love saying pro wrestling. All right. Um, did, did you, uh, I kept, I, I think I bombarded you with uh, memes about dominoes and stuff. Did you know anything going on with the AEW with um, uh, Nick Gage and Jericho? No, I don't even know what you're talking about here. But yeah, oh, enlighten me. All right, so um, in the area, in the northeastern area of wrestling, um, you know, there's like uh, indie wrestling promotions and stuff. And one of the guys is Nick Gage. And, you know, it was, like, kind of, like, forced. Like, everyone likes him. I like the guy. Uh, you know, I met him a few times. Um, but on Wednesday night, we're, we're recording uh, on Sunday. But on Wednesday night, uh, during AEW, um, they do a thing where it's, like, pitcher and pitcher. So, like, I'm telling you right now. So, <laughs> so it's, like, Jericho was getting his face literally, like, with a piece of cutter like in this, you know, whatever, whatever. And then Domino's was going on and Domino's was like, what's, what? No, 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 I don't want this. So um, Vince McMahon and like WWE. So he was like a Domino's pizza cutter? What, 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 what role did Domino's pizza play? They're the sponsor of AEW. Okay. And yeah, so like, you know, on a corporate level, they're like, okay. There's a whole thing going on where they're like, all right, we had this on this. This on that channel, it's like what was going on on TNT, and it was Jericho doing the whole like ah he was getting his whole like face like you know cut by a pizza cutter, and um, you know like people are doing memes and stuff, but it literally was during the prime time um, hour, and so people are saying like you know like you know WWE was like kind of con- contact. Remember um, when AEW was first announced, they were saying that it was uh, blood and guts. They're calling it blood. Vince was like, I don't know the whole blood and guts thing. And, um, but they were literally doing like pizza cutter, like, you know, like, I'm going to cut your face. And the Jericho was like, all right, I'm going for it. And he was getting his like forehead cut. And just blood everywhere. It was like the most violent thing I've seen on TV in a long time, probably ever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not dead into it. You know. You know. You like sports entertainment, so do I. I'm not dead into it. I like the behind. Me and you like the behind the scenes stuff. So that's what we're talking about. Um. So you know, behind the scenes, they were saying that apparently WWE was. Um, you really want to like talk about? You really want to like sponsor this? And uh, Tony Khan is like, yeah, he's all into it. A lot of cor- a lot of corporate stuff going on. Yeah, uh, I did hear something about Domino's. I wasn't sure about it. I mean, I wasn't like too um, informed about it. So now I know. Yeah, now you know. Everything else, what's going on with um, you want to talk about the Olympics uh, off the field? Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, Simone Biles kind of, she'd been insistent she she's been you know competing and she's actually like one of the people that's been like competing in like the last few 
Olympics is like weird because you know the Olympics isn't like an every year thing. So um these people have literally been doing this for like almost um a decade, if not more. Um because I think I remember her in the 2016 and perhaps the 2012 gymnastics team. For some reason, like swimming and gymnastics are like the the other like big sports outside of like basketball when it comes to Olympics, everybody like, you know, gets behind and, you know, these, these, these people become superstars and they really are like a good group of um, girls on these Olympics, Olympics, a group of good group of girls on these um, Olympics gymnastic teams um, that varied in age from like, you know, 14 to about like 20 so we've actually literally seen a lot of these girls grow before our eyes Simone Biles is one Ali Reisman Michaela Maroney um uh Laura um Hernandez I believe her name was Lori Hernandez I think um and they've been you know in the Olympics for years now and they've grown before us, unfortunately, between um, I think the 2016 Olympics and the one now, you know, the Larry Nasser, you know, um, mm. yeah, yeah, abuse um, mm. stuff came out. And it's, you know, while these young ladies have been um, competing and been extremely entertaining and you've been rooting for them um, behind the scenes, they were really going through like their own um personal hell with this this doctor who was abusive towards them and the gymnast usa gymnastics were um either very negligent or outright had been like enabling the stuff to going on to, to be going on um so you went from being like you know rooting for them to being extremely sympathetic towards them because they went through this stuff so fast forward to these Olympics in Tokyo, um, Simone Biles, you know, had to step out of or had to um, uh, withdraw herself from these competitions. I'm trying. I didn't want to use the word quit because that's well, yeah. that's what's being yeah. like framed. She's yeah, like, like we could talk about like people rea- reacting to that. Like that's the whole point. It's like uh, you got to remember. Also, it was supposed to be 2020. That's a whole year. Like someone who was like at high performance, a whole year went by and you're still supposed to keep that intensity every yeah. four years. You know, think about that. No one has brought that up that it was delayed. Yeah, not only that, but they also had to train possibly for the first like eight months of the pandemic, like very um cautiously yeah. and um isolated and stuff like that. So all of a sudden now you're doing this in front of like crowds and stuff like that. Um, and, and she had to withdraw and she, she kept on withdrawing from several events and people started, um, being critical towards her saying like she quit on her team. Um, some people even said like, she shouldn't be able to, if she doesn't compete for team USA in these Olympics, she shouldn't be able to compete at all, which I think is like, like a stretch. Um, and you know, uh, she, she said she had this thing called the twisties, which when you're, you know, leaping and landing and stuff like that, if you're not mentally there, you can end up hurting yourself and you could have, a critical injury, something that could paralyze you, something that could even kill you could happen. And people likened it to having the yips um, in other sports, you know, like a quarterback, he can't throw the ball. Um, um, 10 yards down the field because he's afraid to throw an interception or a wide receiver, he can't catch the ball. Um, he can't jump to catch the ball because he's afraid he's going to hurt himself or something like that. Um, baseball, you see it a lot where pitchers, they can't throw mm. um, strikes or they can't throw, they can't throw, um, they throw wild pitches. 
you see it in the infield, like the most famous example, Chuck Knobloch. I mean, Chuck mm-hmm. Knobloch, when he was playing second for the Yankees, he kept on throwing the ball into, into the stands from second base. Um, and it happened like very randomly because he was like a gold glove third base, um, second baseman before then. It happened so much to the point that the Yankees had to move him to left field because I, it got to a point where it's like, I, I, listen, I'm probably not going to hurt myself here, but I could end up hurting like a fan because this is years before they started put, putting netting around the, the first base um, dugouts. So she had to kind of like protect herself and she was catching like a lot of a lot of heat from it. And, you know, obviously it's like the same, you know, crowd, the conservative crowd. The, um, You know, it gets to the point you kind of like, damn, like if these people would just say like, all right, I'm a racist, I'm going to say racist shit. That's my stick because clearly there's a, a market for just saying ignorant, bigoted shit because yeah, this guy, Clay Travis, he was saying, like, you know, that she's a quitter. She doesn't deserve to be on the Olympic team. She doesn't represent America well because she's a quitter. And it was interesting to me because this was the same guy when Ryan Luke, if you remember that incident, mm-hmm. Mike, when, mm-hmm. you know, it was, oh, we got robbed. You know, they were held by police. And it was like, oh, we got robbed. Da, da, da. And when it came to light, it was, nah, they didn't get robbed. They went to a gas station while in Brazil, in Rio during the last Olympics where um, they were vandalizing the place. Um, one of the guys actually peed outside of like the bathroom door. It was just an embarrassing scene where it was like a bunch of white guys did this stuff and it kind of was like boys will be boys. Hmm. And, you know, it, it got you to thinking if it was anybody else, you know, when that stuff comes out, oh, oh like um, Olympic athletes are being detained. Like, your first thought is, oh, it got to be, like, the basketball team or it got to be the, the track stars or something like that. Um, and it was interesting because I remember that vividly because this was, like, a couple months before the, um, the Access Hollywood um, Donald Trump tape came out. And this is when, like, Billy Bush was doing the, the Olympics and it was him, Al Roker, and... Um, I forgot. It was a, a female, an, another female um, presenter, host. And, you know, Al Roker, he goes on the news and, you know, he's like the world's, you know, the nation's weatherman. And, you know, he's, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he he's, he, you know, you don't know what, what his, like, deal is um, as a black man. You're like, you oh, know, does he play like you know the game or whatever? And you know, it, you know what I'm 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 kind of inferring, and he kind of like revealed, you know, he's actually you know down because he he cut like Billy Bush and the 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 girl off, and it's like oh it's unfortunate, you know that yeah you know they were kind of like brushing off as like boys will be boys, and you know, I, I, um Al Roker was like, you know I understand um the boys will be boys thing and like they're young and whatever whatever but it's like would you give them the same pass if it were the you know some 21 year olds from the basketball team national basketball team or would it be a different type of story and he on he asked honestly not only to them but asked to the people watching the tv like would you give them the benefit of doubt and fast forward to this olympics and here's a young lady that's been representing her country um for years like she has olympic medals in her house that she could probably at this point she could give away and not lose <laughs> lose any she has yeah. so many just she could give them away as like trinkets when people visit her house and you know his people questioning her her character and it's incredible to me yeah uh i mean see uh talking about our weatherman uh i actually worked for him and he is a down human being He's yeah. a great guy. That's one of the crap yeah, too. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, and she, yeah, she, so. she's the only one left on the team that actually went through, um, who actually went through the abuse of, oh yeah, Larry Nasser. So it's like, wow, hmm. like she, it's, right. she, she really could have said, you know, like fuck you to Team USA. 
to USA Gymnastics, I, everybody and just be like, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. So um, let me talk about that because um, we're, we're, we're talking on Sunday night, uh, Thursday or Friday, Michael Che. Did you see the Michael Che thing, Simone? Yeah, I think it's right, almost so as of. Well, he claims that? he claims that he was like um he was hacked. Yeah, but I <laughs> and everybody was everybody was um it was funny they were making jokes that like oh boy what it must feel like to be calling jokes because he was getting it from both ends because um oh, yeah. you know, the two people like most associated with him you know his co-host Michael Che does you know these insensitive jokes about Simone Biles and then. Um, Scarlett Johansson's like suing Disney, um, so it, it was it was a tough night for Colin Jones. Yeah, but uh, Michael Che, like his bread and butter is being uncomfortable. Like he, his whole thing is like I want to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, you know Michael Che, and then Colin Jones is the same thing too, where he's like they do a thing where it's like oh I I pretend like I don't know what's going on or I I don't know what's going on, and um. You know, uh, but we can talk about, you know, comedy all we want. Um, uh, you know, I was disappointed because... It, it, it doesn't make any sense, Yeah, but it's not funny. You know, it's not yeah, funny. It wasn't funny at all. And I, I was, like I said, I was disappointed in him because, um, you know, we can update. If, if the rest of Saturday Night Live is crap, like, we can update. It was always, like, oh, yeah. the one constantly good segment on the show like sometimes i watch snl watch the weekend update or now especially that you just have like youtube clips of it um you could just watch specifically that without having to watch like an entire hour or hour and a half of snl and i always i you know i i i felt like um him and him and colin joe's michael Che, like i really enjoyed them and I liked, I watched like his sign up special he had on HBO like a, a while back. Um, he's like a funny dude, but you know, it's like you said, it's not funny. And it ain't like cancel culture. It's like, bro, like yeah. nobody's fucking with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so, like, instantly, like, let's say, like, I'm looking at this thing right here. All right. I had the jokes coming through, and I'm like, all right, that's, you know, that's a joke, but it's, it's not funny. It's not worth it. It's, like I'm looking at things and sometimes like they'll like do the cheap, cheap joke and stuff. And I'm like, damn, man, it's like, I get it. Like you have this thing in your pocket you have the phone in your pocket and you're like doing this whole, you're on your uh, social media and stuff. But like, I'm a nobody, me and you were working on our uh, podcast and stuff. I have a thing where I'm like, that's not even fun. Like, like, what's the point? Like, I don't even want to like. I don't want to like, like, just like piss off or like, like you know, elbow, you know, like rib. It's not worth it, man. It's like and these people have like millions of followers. I'm like, I don't get it. It's yeah, weird. it's it's like what I just it's it's like what I was saying a, a little bit ago about like the, you know, the Clay Travis's and the Megan Kelly's. It's like you kind of wish like they would just come on and be like, yeah, I'm racist as hell. And I'm going to say bigoted racist things because there's a market for it because people like that. And I think that's where Michael Che was coming out. Like, I think like he he felt like, wow, there probably are people that find this whole like, you know, some, you know, because people probably look at it like, how the hell do you get all the way to Olympics and just like decide you don't want to like be in Olympics anymore? You know what I'm saying? And there's people that are like that and don't realize like there's a lot going on in people's lives and again is these are people like they're not supposed to like do um they're not gonna do what you want them to do they have their own agency which brings me to like another point which is like you know a lot of people just don't like the idea of black people having agency you know if it was any other um person like i don't think the whole like the 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 um the story or the narrative around them is like oh you're a quitter oh you don't feel like doing this like we talked about Naomi Oscar last week yeah yeah we did yeah like there's like a bajillion different tennis players in the world why the hell do you care that this one specific one decides just not to do it you know what I'm saying like 
there's so many gymnasts in the world. Why do you care that this one specific one was just like, listen, mentally, I'm not there and I'm not going to embarrass myself and I'm not going to hurt myself for your entertainment or for this country's um, pride or whatever. You know, it, it's just incredible to me. I, 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 again, I feel like it's just people just don't like to see black people have an agency and just doing what they want to do. Like Muhammad Ali went through the same shit. Like, yeah. look at look up all the quotes when he decided he didn't want to go to Vietnam. Yeah, I can picture that right now. Like, uh, you know, like, oh, what is this guy doing? Uh, fuck yeah. him. And, and they watch. Yeah. And like, you go to like, you know, I'm not from that, like, uh, you know, going to a golf course and stuff like that. But I can, I, I can, I know damn well there's people that I could pretty, pretty much have a conversation with. And then I can see them later on in the day, like, oh, this person is trying to, trying to do gymnastics, trying to do this. Uh, oh, they felt all right, good. You know, like getting off on it. And, um, cause like, it's a weird sport, you know, it's a, it's a gymnastics, you know, it's a, the Olympic sports is very, you know, uh, individual, um, you know, one mess up and you're done. And it's like, you can easily just say like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you messed, you know, oh, you don't want to do it anymore, whatever. Yeah. And um, you forget the whole decades of work you know, just like, you know, someone's whole life. It's yeah. crazy. And like, I think like Naomi Oscar, um, mm-hmm. Serena Williams, Simone Biles, like their inspiration to not just like, you know, young black girls, but young girls in general, just um, in the fact that you could be really good at something and people will be critical and hurl all kinds of shit at you. But you as a person, you got to take care of your franchise player, which is yourself. Um, and I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, she's, she's doing this and she doesn't have to like explain nor apologize to anybody. Um, and it's just interesting because it's like a lot of people that are, it, it was a lot of people that were critical and my reaction to it was like, it was like, oh, she's a quitter. She's this, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, bro, I would love to see what is the most athletic thing you've ever done in your life? Because I assume it's not something you win an, an Olympic gold medal for because you would have done it. So who the hell are you to criticize an Olympic medalist? Dark Side of the 90s. Yeah. All right. So there's three episodes of Dark Side of the 90s. So far. On, so far. Um, what do you think of... Um, the idea of dark side of the nineties, like, you know, it's kind of like a uh, nostalgia thing. So what'd you think of, before you even got into the first episode, what'd you think? Well, you know, dark side of wrestling, the first season I kind of ignored um, because I didn't really watch Vice like that. Um, outside of Jesus and Merrill, and even after, like, Jesus and Meryl left, it was like, okay, like, I don't really watch this channel, so I wouldn't venture out to watch other shows. But then, actually, I think the first episode they, of the second season was the Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, the first season wasn't, like, heavily promoted at all. But they release like the first episode of the Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, who are two people like I was a fan of as a kid. Um, you know, on a wrestling side, I'll always be a Eddie Guerrero fan. Um, about the everything side, I'm always gonna be an Eddie Guerrero fan, but um Chris Benoit, I'll appreciate, you know, his accomplishments in a re- wrestling ring, but you know, the stuff he did outside of the ring, you know, to himself and to his family, I, you know, would never respect. But I do appreciate um, and remember, you know, how entertaining he was as a wrestler, um, maybe even to, like, a lot of people's detriment. 
on 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 um unfortunately um but i watched like that and then on demand had the whole first season on so it had a lot of wrestlers and a lot of wrestling stories that i wasn't really familiar with and i watched them um like dino bravo um Hmm. um i forgot what is um hernandez Oh, Gino Hernandez. Gino yeah. Hernandez. So people I'd never heard of before. It's like, oh, like I was watching. I was like, with some really, really like interesting stories. The second season was um, great. The third season I just passed was exceptional, especially, you know, when we were doing the A&E biographies that were kind of coinciding with each other. Mm-hmm. I actually think they have more episodes. It was kind of like an abridged season. You know, some here, some in the spring, some in the fall. So I'm gonna keep a lookout for that. I still have like the dark side of football. Uh, hmm. That was the first spinoff. I, I still have those. I haven't watched them just yet. Um, but they started branching out and doing more like documentary stuff. Like they did the one on China, and the other one. The other day they had one where um, they were just going through like the history from you know, the beginning of football, of, of the NFL in, like, the 50s to now, you know, and this relation with black quarterbacks. And that was really, really interesting because they virtually had, like, all the black quarterbacks you could possibly think of except for, like, you know, the current ones. And I don't – Michael Vick wasn't involved, but they had, like, virtually all of them. Donovan McNabb, Warren Moon. And that was great, so – They've set a precedent for really interesting, like, docu-series on Vice. Um, you know, and before it was, you know, Vice has always been known for the docu, you know, the documentary style stuff. And, you know, now it's just getting into avenues of, like, you know, special interest type of things, like things mm-hmm. like really, like, niche stuff. So it's it's interesting. And the 90s, it's cool as hell because, you know, that's when, you know, we, you know, Mike, you were born um, in the late 80s and I was born in 1990. So we both grew up in the 90s. So a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the stuff is very, very, you know, near and dear to us because we remember growing up in it. So I remember always like, uh, I love the whole uh, late 80s, like the last six months, uh, the late 80s of uh, the 80s. Well, I was conceived um, in the late the eighties, so there we go. Uh, imagine that, like, um, so like, all right. So like, TV was a big deal, but it wasn't like TV was like the only thing. You know, I that was a thing. I remember like TV. I would watch that all day long, but I also had adventures. Like I was like out and you know, so it wasn't just like, you know, everything I got was from the TV. Yeah, uh, it was like. I remember like hanging out with people and be like, eh, you want to watch TV? And we would like watch TV together and stuff. Um, you know, so a lot of, you know, like a lot of stuff like that. But I, I'm really into the, um, you know, Dark Side of the 90s. Um, uh, you know, I went and watched the Trash TV. I don't know. Like, I'm a little iffy on them completely ignoring 80s stuff so like the jerry springer they you know they say it's like 91 but you gotta remember like a lot of even tarantino we were, we were gonna talk about tarantino after he goes 93 it was like it was still kind of 80s it was like i remember it being like 80s um you know that's what he said um Think about it like now. I, I can't remember like 2010 being like a different decade than everything. Uh, but Trash TV, you know, it was our title for it. But a lot of crazy things happened. I remember watching uh, Jenny Jones at night. Uh, did you did you watch those type of shows? Because you had sitcoms, you had reality TV. No reality TV. You had sitcoms and talk shows and i remember like coming home from uh from grammar school and like ricky lake hey how you doing you know like talking about like 
like things I had no idea about, about like uh, a lot of like, um, you know, like real things in people's you know lives, like talking about like, uh, you know, just like lifestyle stuff that I didn't know about only on Ricky Lake and Jenny Jones and stuff. And Jenny Jones, they talk about the whole murder thing. That's insane. What yeah. do you think about that? I don't know about I, I didn't know about that till I watched the show. Actually, I think I oh. did hear something about that. Or well, it was like one of those things I was like straddled between like urban legend, um and something that actually happened. So that confirmed mm-hmm. that it actually did happen. But yeah, growing up it was like um or, or when I was um uh, a kid like eight or or nine years old, like you know, the syndicate syndicated um channels in daytime like especially in the summer but you know even when you were in school and you had to stay home because you were sick or um you know you you missed school to go to the doctor or had like a doctor's appointment or something um dentist appointment or something like you know 10 11 o'clock in the morning it would be like maury or maury povich um, this was kind of before like Maury went, you know, over the edge, you know, that was one of the shows that's, that's kind of been on, it kind of went like oh, sideways. Cause like when I was younger, like Maury used to have like Maury stuff like, yeah, it's now, but it actually used to be kind of like, um, like personal interest type of thing. Um, or, or, um. It was kind of like uh, uh, like the th- type of stuff you'd watch to, um, you know, investigative journalist thing. No, it was it was like the type of thing, like tear jerking stuff, like oh, nah. like this this girl, um, her, you know, she's like you know she grew up um not knowing who her mother was and like we have her mother here today, like that type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then it went wayward you know as we got older and the longer that has been on but then right after that was jerry springer and that was just like no holes barred and again it goes with the wrestling thing because on wwe at the time you would see a lot of like the storylines be heavily Jerry Springer inspired, very Howard Stern inspired. So he was getting stuff from late night TV and he was getting stuff from like daytime TV. And it would just be off the wall. And then it got to the point like a lot of people just had like their daytime shows. Um, Rosie O'Donnell, um, Mm. Bonnie Hunt. um, Bonnie Hunt had a show, yeah. Yeah, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake. Queen Latifah. I, I think that was like early two thousands. Um, I had a crush on Ricky Lake for some reason. I liked her. You like the one? She, you like the one she was in Crybaby and she was she was big. No, I liked her. Oh, she had meat on her, huh? <laughs> uh, a little bit. I liked that the whole thing where she's like, "Hey, oh yeah, what do you think?" The, the microphone. <laughs> the microphone. I like yeah. the microphone in her face. Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, we watched all those shows. Um, and it's more so like it just was there like that's the only thing that was left uh, especially with me um, in like 90 even 97 I was like uh, at my grandpa's house and he had three channels I was like able to like you know the, the, the only old school it, and um, you know I liked it where I'm like well, what are you going to watch I literally had to like turn it and I still ha- I still had to do that, and it was fun to do that. Um, yeah, but you talked about the the thing with the Jenny Jones. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, thing where like I guess it was like two guys, um, that were like friends. So then they brought the guy on there, and you know the one guy brought the other guy on there. Is like you know, um, I'm like okay, don't know if you know this, but I'm gay. But not only. I'm like gay, but I'm in love with you. So then the guy was kind of like on national TV, just like, you know, blindsided by this whole shit. And then like after the show aired, like they, uh, he, he actually killed the dude. He was so like angry about it and he, he killed the guy. And 
it was just interesting how the 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 producer of like the the Jerry Springer, um, he was like, you know, that's where they fucked up because on our show, like people know what they're coming on the show for, and you when you think about it, it makes sense, um, because like imagine you brought somebody on a show, and you blindside them with something that makes them walk off, right? And you've got fans, you got the audience who's probably like paid for the um the the audience which which already like paid to be there. Um you have to pay the entire staff and crew, um, all those security guards, shout out to, to Steve, Steve Wolfo. Um yeah. You got to pay all of those dudes, all those people to be there to film something and then somebody walks off on it. So, of course, you would let them know beforehand, like, yeah, you're going to come out and they're going to tell you this, but you got to act surprised and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I guess Jerry Jones didn't, Jenny Jones didn't, you know, have the um, foresight to to do something like that where you kind of like all right do you want to be on the show like this is what's going to happen so do you want to be on it yeah you gotta remember uh jerry springer was like that too it was like that as well um and then after that everyone would like realize like you you got whatever whatever um oh yeah this is what i want to bring up i have the vhs tapes of old um talk shows and I, I remember watching this stuff like in 2000 and all, because my mom had, uh, she taped a bunch of like talk shows. And um, it's like the, the evolution of, you know, because like Jerry Springer was in 91. Um, but I'm, we all remember Jerry Springer from the late 90s. Um, so, but yeah, just the, the progression of, you know, talking about, uh, me and you talking about like, uh, well, I like uh, guitars. I'm talking about guitars. But then it's like, by the end, it was like, he he would just like put the microphone up and then they would be like, oh, when I was sex, you know, it was just, he got to the point where I was like, all right, this is trash TV. But at, at the first, at when it first started, I, you know, it was still like, you know, like watching uh, social media during the day. It was like everyone, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, people consumed it. People ate it up. Yeah, you only had an hour to eat it. And, to, hey, you watched uh, soap, uh, soap operas. It was in between. You had to find out, like, what time during the year, the season of, like, you know, the fall season of 1999 was going to be, okay, we're going to have this here, that there, there, you know. A lot of the a lot of the talk shows were on uh, UPN, you know, a lot of the uh, Channel 11 stuff and 5. All right, so we're talking about uh, Tarantino with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, while watching it, you have, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, you have Brad Pitt, great actors. And we're watching um, the episode about the Viper Room. And you see Tarantino, you see Brad Pitt, you see DiCaprio. Um you know, you see a place where, okay, you're there, we're here. Is it okay if we hang out here for a minute? You know, is that cool? Like, let's have a place where we can hang out. You guys could be there. But they had this spot, uh, especially in nineteen early nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had the Viper Room, and it was uh, owner was you know Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is a great movie star. I love him. A lot of things happened early nineties. Uh, of course, most famously, Halloween nineteen ninety three. Uh, you know you have uh, Leaf, uh, Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. His uh, brother died. River Phoenix. This is one of the early things that I remember watching. Going back to uh, uh, trash TV, everyone was talking about like you know this actor and it, this is why i know i know him from like everyone talking about him uh i had like babysitters like watching uh movies um yeah so viper room memories of that before you saw the uh episode yeah what do you, what was your memories of the viper room before that 
Yeah, I wasn't familiar with like River Phoenix. Oh, mm-hmm. obviously I know Joaquin because by the time like I was kind of like you know socially or culturally aware of like movies and stuff like you know he was in um gladiator and then he was in you know he played mm-hmm. he played johnny cash and walked the line um so he had his own um person at that point i vaguely remember i think um the the sister um rain phoenix was in like this movie oh and she was in like other little movies here and there so i wasn't familiar with river phoenix but i did see things where you know he was one of these like young hollywood guys that like passed away um real real randomly and real southern southernly and um you know also was you know one of these people that had succumbed to um drugs and and over you know a drug overdose um that were in the public um in in the public eye and you know later on in life like you know uh indiana jones and the last crusade it's not Mm -hmm. like my favorite indiana jones movie it's like one of my favorite movies like ever and he played a young indiana jones in the opening of the movie so that's my only um you know my only viewing of him in movies i've never really watched um stand by me but he was also an our movie star that's one of the um one of the kids in our movie so i wasn't really really too familiar with him so in my so for a lot of people like they know him as like an actor but to me um at my age or my generation i kind of just see him as somebody i like passed away and i know him as Joaquin Phoenix, his brother, and him and on uh, Rooney Mara's um child they just had. He he named out the river, so it it shows it's all he's his brother's always been with him at least in spirit, and uh, you know I always thought that was cool. Uh, very personal. Um, you see me wear wore uh, the Teen Wolf shirt and stuff. Uh, Teen Wolf, um, Lost Boys. When I was like two, um, very early on, one of the first movies I ever saw was, uh, what do you call that? Um, Tim Burton, um, Edward Scissorhands. And I was like a year old and my cousin took us on, on the skateboard. I have a memory of him putting me on a skateboard and going down the hill in my neighborhood and um i always associated river phoenix with him for some reason i don't know why um but we there was like two brothers my cousins like it was one was remind me of river phoenix and then uh the eventual joaquin which is like always in my head you know it's been 30 years now it's crazy um yeah crazy um but you know the Viper Room. Uh, I remember there was like there was a rap lyric about the Viper Room. Um, it's just so sh- shocking. Where like we have audio of Joaquin Phoenix when he was like thirteen years old, or you know like fifteen years old, eighteen years old, hanging out at the club, and he's like, you know, my brother. He's like, my brother. You know, it's it's shocking. It's like you, you don't want to hear it. I've seen it before. Um, and then, like you said, you mentioned Gladiator. I remember like watching Gladiator for the first time and like in the theater, hey, hey, like I think my mom was like, what's his, what's his brother? I'm like, I had no idea. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay. But I remember like it being a big deal that uh, he was the younger brother of Phoenix. It's crazy. It was like seven years later. You know, it's like you have a spot where, like, you, you know, you you forget about uh, the paparazzi and stuff. But they also thrive, though. You know, I don't want to like not, you know, neglect you know the fact that they also like, hey, I'm gonna be there. We're going to the um, Viper Room. We'll be there in an hour. 
you know, they also like, you know what I mean? They show Tarantino. He was like, hey, how you doing? He was like a nerd. Hey, you doing? How you doing? But like, that's the spot where like, okay, I'll do anything you want outside of it. And I'm there. Don't bother me. And that's when things went wrong with the, uh, you know, 93. Sucks. Uh, did you also, you also watched the third episode. Very interesting. Like, I mean, Fox in itself, uh, a lot of, you know, potential things to talk about, but they focused on now went to an O and party of five. Um, you know what? I, I was watching and I was like, what the hell is that? The music from Party of Five kicked in. Oh my God. I forgot about that song. Do you remember that Party of Five song? Everybody wants to be closer to. My God. I remember it from me, but I don't, I don't remember from Party of Five. I never watched Party of Five. Like Beverly Hills 90210. I remember when that like, first came Yeah, out. because. Um, I have it from like my babysitters. I was like, oh, oh, the girls are watching, you know, now it's going, oh, it was always that type of deal. You know, I was like, oh, I, that's why in my mind, I remember like uh, now it's going being important uh, as a show where it's like, all right, shut up, you know, eight o'clock, oh, I don't know, Wednesday, shut up. So like when I was like, you know, 11 color, um, and that I remember watching it live, and I was like a couple years old. That's why it's a big deal. I, uh, you know, you don't remember like, like, you have any memories of like, wow, you have to like. I mean, it, well, I remember like Fox when it was like you know, um, when it was like new, and as far as I could, I was concerned, I was like four or five years old so it wasn't it just like it might have been new to like everybody else but it was just like you know for, for all i know it probably been around for like 50 years like the other networks but um i remember uh the simpsons and uh married with children and the x-files I don't like perhaps at the time like in living color was kind of like falling off um you know and they had like the black knight which I think was like Thursdays and it would have <laughs> Martin and living single and then um and what not NYPD um New York on the cover oh my god New York on yeah. the cover wow I forgot about that yeah. that was dark that show was dark it was like uh, the first cold open was like someone getting arrested it was like really very ahead of his time um that you know no one really brings up that you know that was a big deal um and you also had you know i remember watching martin um sliders was a big deal but they didn't bring it up yeah i mean dark side of the night so what else would they bring up we i i watched the thing about the Woodstock. I mean, what else in the nineties can you talk about? Um, my only critique on the dark side of the nineties is that it didn't go too deep. Like it was very shallow. It's stuff I already knew about. Um, maybe something I was saw on like VH1 like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, this whole, um, you know, yeah, the you know Vice. I feel like Vice just bought properties. They just bought like docu's. That's a shame because I always want more. But um, uh, I don't want to be like a curmudgeon with... Um, I didn't know anything about stuff until I saw docus like 15 years ago. So now it's like Gen Z's uh, time to see this stuff, you know? I don't want to get too critical on a lot of these shows because it's the first time they're seeing them, you know? All right, so this has been episode 63 of Shug Me The Mooney. Check us out next week for episode 64, where we will wrap up the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel. Uh, we'll rewatch the movie, 
and do a little bit of compare and contrast. Um, please check out our YouTube channel. We have lots of new videos, lots of interesting stuff. Our in retrospect series. Um, there should be an episode of the Black Seeds discussing the change of the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians, which will take place next year, which was discussed in last week's episode. So please check that out. So till next time, this has been Shug Mira Mooney, Shug Mira Mooney, Shug Mira Mooney. <laughs>